for the last several weeks, thought had been on my heart. Why does Satan want to destroy this book? Why does he want to take the old King James Version and belittle it by having 50 or 100 more versions or perversions of this word? Then I got to thinking about if he can change the word of God, then he can get your mind off the prophecies that will be fulfilled in this word. You won't be able to know what's coming next. And I see how his trickery will deceive many. Psalms 119, beginning in verse number 1, the word of God said, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do not iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep the precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways, notice this, were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteousness, thy righteous judgment. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Brother Richard Good, do the honor. Please, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I thought about what does this book really do? What does this book really do? Well, there's a lot of things this book does. If you use it. It won't do nothing laying on your coffee table. It won't do nothing laying in your truck. But this book that we have in our hand will cleanse our walk. How do you know that, preacher? Well, look with me, if you will, in Psalms 119 and verse number 9. The Bible said, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Are you with me? Say amen. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not notice this wonder from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all thy judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and I have, notice this, respect Unto thy ways, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Are you in me? Amen. This word will cleanse you. Now, you think about if they take out the deity of Christ, they take out the blood of Christ, they take out the precepts of Christ, what do you have left? What does this book do? This book First of all, definitely going to cleanse you. Say amen to that. 
What else do you think this book can do? <laughs> Listen, if this book does not convert the soul, hello, you're reading the wrong book. This book that I have, this old King James Bible, it'll convert your soul. Are you with me? It'll cleanse your walk. Amen. Now stay with me. Let me help you tonight. Look, if you will, there in verse number 24. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselor. This word's a counsel for your life. Let me say this with love tonight. I wish every Christian would hear and heed to the word of God. Sometimes we hear it, but we don't heed to it. We know it, we still don't heed to it. This word that I'm reading to you tonight, it'll cleanse your walk, it'll counsel your life. If there is not something in this Bible, this old King James book, that fits your situations, I'm badly mistaken. I've never found the situation you couldn't answer with this word of God. Everything that ever happened. Now, let, let, me, let me help us tonight. We're fixing to roll around a new year. Stay with me. Don't let me lose you. I'm not running rabbits. I'm trying to help us. Do you realize the things that have transpired in the last six years that's in this Word of God? How many in this room tonight with an uplifted hand really thought Roe versus Wade would ever be overturned? None of us. Isn't it amazing that Roe versus Wade was overturned 50 years to the month? 50 years. Now listen, that may not mean nothing to you, but biblically it does. 50 years is a year of jubilee. Hello, stay with me. Now also, if you think about it, what our president, current president, had done in his term even contradicts his own mouth. It's recorded in history that this man, Joe Biden, stood against same-sex marriages until he became president. He stood against Abortion until he became so high up that he thought he is God. Now stay with me. These things aren't by coincidence. You may not like our ex-president, and he was a rascal in many senses. But let me remind you, God used Judas There's many you could go back through and say God used them anyhow. Even David. Amen. Even after he sinned, David was used of God. Now think about this. The 5-4 that reversed Roe versus Way, the fifth vote was the one that Donald Trump nominated. If it hadn't have been for him nominating that one, we would have not had an overturn. You think that's coincidence? 
I don't think so. I think this book has told us what's going to happen. And that's the reason they want to change this book. They don't want you to know what's going to happen. So they got to change the book. They got to get you as in the Garden of Eden when Satan beguiled Eve. Well, that sly tongue. But let me remind you, everywhere in history, when a nation forgot God, God forgot that nation. America is mighty close to being totally forgotten. Stay with me. Psalms 119 verse 38. He said, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Are you with me? Listen. This word is a confirmation of our faith because he is faithful in his word. Are you with me? Say amen. I mean, God has not changed his mind. When this book was penned, it's still the same thing today. God hadn't changed his mind. God hadn't changed his mind about marriage. Hello? God hadn't changed his mind about abortion. Hello? God hadn't changed his mind about drugs and alcohol. No, he, he still has the same mind thought as when this book was penned. And he won't change his mind on it. Because if he ever lied one time, then he'd be a liar. And God is not a liar as man thinks. But he is faithful. Are you with me? Say amen. Listen, if this book don't confirm our faith, do you have confirmation tonight you're saved? How do you have that confirmation? He said, you know you have passed from death unto life when you begin to love the brother. Now let me help you with that saying tonight. You don't really know who your brother is when you're lost. But when you get saved, you realize everybody is your brother. We're just one nation, one people. We're either saved or lost. That's that's another trick of the devil's trying to divide. Hello. We're going to have a Baptist preacher here. For New Year's service, you're going to turn a deaf ear to him? We got one that's coming from a full gospel church. Are you going to turn a deaf ear to him? He's going to be reading out the same book I'm reading out of. He's going to be preaching the same thing I'm preaching. Jesus Christ, him crucified, sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession. But somehow we get hung up because the devil wants us to get hung up. Poor old independent over here. He's independently all by himself. Anybody else independent in here tonight? I didn't think so. <laughs> I know what you was talking about. And they know what I was talking about. We're in it together. It's still Jesus Christ, him crucified. If it ain't, we're all wrong. If we can't love each other, hello? I mean... <laughs> If he stands on his head and gargles BBs, if he loves Jesus, I love him. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, let him have Listen, we don't all drive the same vehicle. We don't all like the same food. We don't all like the same songs. I ain't splitting hairs. No. There ain't no need to split hair. 
It's either Jesus Christ and him crucified or nothing at all. And I'll just be honest, it's either King James Bible or nothing at all. You say, preacher, you oughtn't to be that way. I believe that this old King James Bible has got so many million people saved. Why change? Why change? Amen. Listen, I've been preaching it over 30 years and I still don't know all that's in that Bible. Hello? You're not going to learn everything in that Bible. I don't care how many versions they give you. Because that Bible is spiritual. That word is spiritual. Listen, this Psalms 119 tonight shows us that our faith in this word. Are you with me? That's what this, this 119 is talking about. The word of God. What it does. This book that we hold tonight is dear to me. I hope it's dear to you. And this word that's in this book got me saved and has kept me saved. Amen. I do not believe you can do Hail Marys and repent. Psalms 119 and 33, he said, Teach me, O Lord. Can I ask you a question? Are you teachable? What does he want to teach you? The way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding. Hello? And I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with part of my heart. Oh, come on. Just some of my heart. Part of the time. Once a month. Twice a year. No. Keep it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Do you have a delight in the word of God tonight? I'm talking about the true word of God. Listen, even if it hurts you, it's helping you. Are you listening? This word will correct you. Did your mom and daddy ever correct you that it didn't hurt? Hello, say amen right there. My daddy's correction's been gone a long time, but I still feel them. Hello, I know how my daddy corrected me. I was telling you, a young man today, back talking, his parent, I said, you need a dose of what my daddy gave me when I was 15 year old. He said, what's that? I said, my daddy said, you're going to act like a man. I'll treat you like a man. And he knocked me 22 feet. I never touched an inch of real estate. He said, no, he didn't. I said, yes, he did. I said, my mama pulled me out from under the couch, and when I got to my feet, it was, yes, sir. Whatever he said, yes, sir. When my daddy died at 88, if daddy said it, it was, yes, sir. Why? Because I acted like a man. He treated me like a man. If you're going to act like a man, take the punishment like a man. He learned me a valuable lesson. My daddy is daddy. I was preaching here one day and I said, if my daddy knew all I'd done, he'd probably whip me today. And right out there, he said, son, do I need to get caught up? I said, daddy, if you think I need it, I'll just bend over here and you give it to me. I'll take it. I'm so glad he didn't jerk his bell off. Say amen right there. He might have been in his 80s, but I didn't want a belting from him. 
Psalms 119 verse 50 said, This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. You know this word will comfort your heart. Let me ask you a serious question tonight. Remember when you were lost? Did you ever really truly have peace of mind? Did you ever have a heart that was truly settled? You were always seeking something, wasn't you? That missing piece that Beardy sings about. We were hunting that piece in a bottle, in a joint, out in the world. We'd done everything in this world we could to find that piece, but we couldn't find it till we found the Word of God that brought comfort to our hearts. Say amen. Now this Word will correct you, but in correction comes comfort. <laughs> let, me, let me say something tonight that will help you. If you ever read this Word and it doesn't correct you, You said it right, sis. If this word, which is your father, doesn't correct you, the word tells me you're a bastard. Because this word's supposed to correct you. It'll comfort you. It'll bless you. Are you with me? Say amen. <laughs> Listen, it's good for body, soul, and mind. Say amen. Somebody help me a little bit. Are you with me? Say amen. Turn the book of Romans, if you will, right quickly. Thank you. Romans, chapter number 3. Are you there? Verse number 10. It said, as it is written, there's none righteous. No, not one. I want that to sink a second. These guys that come on the airways and say they can walk on water and all of that stuff. My Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. Mm. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. Mm. Boy, these hurt, don't they? They are all gone out of the way. They are together, notice this, become unprofitable mm. there is none that doeth good no not one their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues they have used notice this deceit the poison of asp is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursings and bitterness oh my 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 their feet are swift to shed blood Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know, notice this, that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Mm. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and by the prophets. Are you with me? Say amen. This book that I have opened to you tonight should convict you of your sins 
I started off tonight speaking about our elections and things. Isn't it funny that they say this and they have it recorded and you can play it back to them, but when they get in office, they do just the opposite. Isn't it funny that they're all pro-life until they get in office. With their mouth, they spoke of godly things. And with their right hand, they put into law ungodly things. Am I telling the truth tonight? You go back in their history, and whatever was popular that year that they were up for election was the bandwagon they jumped on. And by the next election, they have contradicted their own selves. So we have... A country right now that's in turmoil. The Bible said, a house divided shall fall. America is more divided right now than it's ever been in the history of America. Simply because of what has been written in the law. Listen, they're forcing you and I. They're forcing us to accept these things. They're wanting to get to where they can tax the church so they can control the church. That's contradictory to our forefathers' writings. Separation of church and state was put in there for a reason. That the state should not interfere with our belief, but they're trying to force us to believe what they want us to believe by writing it into law. I'm going to say something that's going to hurt most of us. Our forefathers were thrown to the lines because of the stand they took. Are you willing to be thrown to the lines to hold on to your faith? Now think of that. Think of what I'm telling you. Hitler put a gun to their head. Denounce it or die. You say, preacher, that'll never happen in America. It's trying to get there right now, folks. They're trying to get it, but how how do you know that? They're trying to take your guns. Yeah. Go back and look at Hitler's life, and the church went to Hitler and said, what about the church and the soul of Germany? And Hitler made a statement, the soul of Germany is mine. I will dictate what they believe. Go look and figure it out. Listen, this book that you hold in your hand tonight tells you from beginning to end what is going to happen. And it will happen. I never ever thought Roe and Wade would be reversed. I couldn't see how it could be. And it would never have been. And now our elected officials in work in the courthouse are forced to perform same-sex marriages because your president wrote it into law. Adoption. Adoption started a long time ago. 
See, we forget that the old devil is sly like a little fox one little bit at a time. They could actually arrest me tonight under hate crime if they wanted to because I'm preaching hate crime. See, it's a hate crime if I can go to hell for their lifestyle according to this book. But they can tell me I'm going to hell all they want to. And they'll never do anything about it. Because I'm preaching hatred. No, I'm not preaching hatred. I'm preaching the truth. The truth of it is, they shall be turned into hell that know not God. And you can have the whole world vote and say, yeah, we all know God. But that don't line up with the Word of God. This book... What does it teach us? What does it do for us? This book that we hold dear tonight is under attack by our own government. They're wanting to dictate what you believe. Let me finish tonight in Hebrews if you'll turn there chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter number 4 tonight. Let's start reading in verse number 6. Seeing therefore, it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. And again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, notice this, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Stay with me. You can hear the words, but you can harden your heart to them. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Are you with me? Say amen. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works. As God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Are you with me? Listen carefully. Enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and mire, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. 
Let me leave you with this last thought tonight. This book that I read out of tonight, it will create, it will change your life, but it'll also get down to the fine points. Critique your life means getting to the finer edges of it. When you go to critiquing something, that means that you're looking for a little flaw here and a little flaw there and you want to rub it off so it's right. This Word wants to take everything out of us that is not like Him. That's the reason they want to destroy this Word. I remember when we were in the little church and Gail and I went to Asheville to the carpenter shop to get some Bible school material that year. And that woman boldly said these words and that would have been... 92 probably, yeah, because that's been a long time ago. She said, they're not going to print the King James stuff no more. Boldly said that. I said, I don't guess I'll be buying anything from your store because I can order it. Oh, no, they don't even print it no more. Boldly said that, a retail store. Had none on the shelf. Everything was NIV. Everything they had that had to do with Bible school was NIV. See, they're trying to force you. That's been a long time ago, folks. There's still King James available. There's still books available if you're willing to pick one up and read it. If you're willing not to accept for a diet Coke. Get the real Coke. I don't like diet drinks. I mean, if I'm going to drink it, I want everything in there that's supposed to be in it. If I'm going to read that book, I want everything in there that belongs in that book. And by the way, how many in here know tonight who allowed these 66 books to be in the Bible? Does anybody know? The Roman Catholic Church. There's a whole lot more books than what we have. But the Roman Catholic said, we don't need this. Don't that make you mad? I don't want no Roman Catholic telling me what I need. Hello? I love them. They need salvation, but I don't want their... Hierarchy saying, oh, we don't need this book. We don't need this word. We don't need this. If God had it recorded, he had it recorded for a reason. So there's a lot more that's not in our Bible that's been left out a long time ago. Isn't that sad tonight that we've got enough here to be saved, enough to keep us saved, enough to tell us what's going to happen, and we won't even read it. But if a new version comes out, and I'm speaking really of Jamaica right now, it's funny in Jamaica, listen to me carefully, they don't have enough money to get a taxi to go to town. But if a new Bible comes out, they'll work themselves to death, try to get them enough money to buy one of them new Bibles. And the elite of the elite want to, Walk around with it under their arm. I've got a new Bible and you don't. So I'm smarter than you. It's all a prestige thing. Brother Glenn asked that school teacher, Miss Johnson, 
What about Acts? She said, what about Acts? He said, your Bible leaves out the first conversion of a black man. Oh, no, it don't. He said, well, look it up. See if it's in there. And he called a scripture. She's flipping. It's not in there. He said, why would you carry around, promote, and stand up like a peacock with a book that don't even promote your own race? And he walked off. Simply because she had enough money to go buy it and walk around with it under her arm saying, I've got a little more money than you got. I believe it's Acts 8 and 37, ain't it? Ethiopian eunuch. I believe it's 8 and 37 if I remember right. It's not in the NIV. So why would you carry a book that leaves out your race of people being converted? And want to promote it. So what does this book do for you tonight? Beardy, you know what I want to say simply? This book will keep you right. It'll guide you right. It'll learn you right. It'll teach you right. And it's always right. And you may always be wrong. But this book is always right. This word of God that was given to you and I is enough to get everybody that wants to go on the boat before the door is closed. But what do we want? We were studying this in Sunday school and John said, should I look for another? You remember? Should we look for another book? No. Why would you look for another book? If it left out 6,740-some words, it would have left me out. What about you tonight? What does this book mean to you? Everybody stand tonight. Everybody bow and every eye closed and everyone praying. What does this book do? This book is your best friend. This book is your best guide. This book is your best hope. This book will guide you safely home. Do you trust the book? Father, I pray that something I've said here tonight has spoken to the hearts of my people. Lord, we don't need a new book. We just need to read the one we got. We need to apply it to our lives. A new year is rolling around, Lord, and as I read the Word of God and understand it, and Lord, I'm no uh, a theologist, I'm no great learner, but God, I understand your coming is soon. So help me to help them be ready for your coming, Lord. Help us not try to find another way, but Lord, be satisfied in the way you've already set before us. Lord, in our hearts, our lives, we might not sin against you. And Lord, if we do, let us repent. Come to you and say, Father, we're sorry. So Lord, your blessings we ask tonight upon this preaching, upon this congregation. God, that we'd be unified in Christ Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection, soon coming King. And upon this old King James Bible, Lord, let us be unified also. Father, that you'd be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.